BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. You know, being just good looking and... That used to be enough. Now you have to know how to dance. You have to have a recipe. You need a sourdough starter. It's like too much in quarantine. Like just be yourself. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. If you're enjoying the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, which I really hope you are, and I'm assuming that's why you're here, then please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. That is the most helpful and supportive and loving thing you can do for the podcast. So like I said, go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, write a little titty bitty, and let me know that you did, and I will give you a big virtual hug. Hashtag happy quarantine, everyone. (laughs) Today I have with me, well, not with me because, you know, social distancing, Maggie Coughlin, the friggin' editorial director of Page Six. That's a hell of a title. I'm pretty gel. Um, It's a hell of a job. It was previously one of the most fun jobs in New York when you could go out to all the fabulous events that we cover. It's currently still a great job. I'm just missing (laughs) seeing all of our fun and fabulous people that we cover. And you are also like, what? Like I met you because we did a podcast for the New York Post. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. look at you right away and say, this bitch loves like, you know, celebs and she's like as superficial and shallow as I am because you don't look it. Well, thank you. And I think that is w- <laughs> what my secret sauce is, you know, like I, I look a little more low key than a lot of the people I cover. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it works. You know, I'm just having fun with it, looking for a great story. I love stories and storytelling and page six. We have so much great, great, like deep cuts of New York and celebrities. And for me, regardless of like how much I actually care about these people, it's fascinating as just a study. And, you know, I was saying this when I came on on the New York Post podcast, like what an honor it was for me, because like, for people that have always loved celebrity gossip and not only since you could find them on Instagram and, uh, you know, Twitter and now fucking TikTok, mm-hmm. but New York Post and specifically page six is like the, the mecca and the mama and papa of all things celebrity gossip, especially in New York, like all the freaking housewives of New York getting on page six, that's like the talk, right? That's like on page six, like you had an article, you were on the cover of page six. I will just like to say it's an honor to be on your podcast right now. Thank you so much for having me. You're keeping me so entertained during this quarantine. <laughs> I, now I have time to watch every single bit of your Instagram stories <laughs> at a time when last time I will confess I was watching maybe 30 to 50%. Now I am going to completion. Um, But yeah, Page Six is an institution. The Post was founded in 1801. It's incredible to be a part of and just to try to, you know, bring our readers the best stories, the juiciest scoops, the best exclusives. And now that we have our podcast, we hear we have like a ton of great videos. We're trying to really cater to our audience. And every time the housewives bring us up, it feels great. It's amazing to hear your brand spoken about on television. That is amazing. And I want to talk about and jump right in to celebs in quarantine right now. I don't want us, of course, we could talk about coronavirus, which like I call it coronavirus only because COVID-19 stresses me out more. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> so we're going to make people take their mind off of it and just talk, you know, what we love to talk about. Um, but this quarantine is also, do you feel like work is slower? Like I need some Hailey Bieber paparazzi shots. I need to see what she's wearing <sighs> to the spa. You know what I mean? Like how I, no one's walking around aside from Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Like I need something. <laughs> They're well, the only ones still fucking taking strolls. <laughs> I will say that I feel like work is really busy for us now because celebrities love to entertain. They need us. They're like Tinkerbell and we need to clap. So they are posting tons and tons of stuff looking for an audience, looking for us to cover and make these phone calls. So while you're not seeing every celebrity, you know, leaving Craig's, we are seeing the inside of people's houses, which to me is like just as thrilling. Or like their second houses. Yes. I mean, Chicken. you know, yes. I didn't know she had a house in Malibu. I love knowing this because it's really kind of widening the gap between us and them. Like the whole celebrities are just like us shtick it was never true. You know what I mean? Was, and now we're yeah. seeing it. Like it's cute that you're photographed at the grocery store, but coronavirus you're not like us <laughs> right i actually just put a post up today that it's like celebrities were all in the same boat and then their boat is like this giant yacht and then my boat <laughs> is like the birds um the sandra bullock movie what was it yes called? bird box bird box right and, and i mean it's funny because on one hand a lot of people are saying this and as true and it is true about the coronavirus that obviously no one's immune to it we're all in the shit together on one hand. But on the other hand, obviously, celebrities uh, have uh, more privileges, a.k.a. R.E.L. Charnas, who's like, I guess, an influencer, a mega influencer. Um, so I'd love I to guess. get your take on <laughs> that whole thing, because <sighs> I don't follow R.E.L. Charnas. She's like a... Um, She's a, I would say, lifestyle influencer. She has a, a clothing, uh, I guess she started as like fashion blogging and has a clothing mm -hmm. line. And I always said that to my like style of who I want to follow aren't really, really thin, really, really rich, really, really privileged people. Like mm -hmm. why? What is it going to do for me? Is she going to make me laugh? Right. Is she like, no. So that's not my style to follow from, from the get-go. But she got so much fucking shit because she was diagnosed with Corona. Obviously, she like hopped over to her like doctor who like gave, gave it to her in her car. She then like was still with her kids. She then a week later was like doing TikToks. A week and a half later, she was in the Hamptons strolling down the street with her nanny. So she got a lot of shit. And for people that really want to know, I want to get Maggie's take on it. But this uh, writer, Sophie Ross, she did a fucking in-depth thread about it, posting mm -hmm. the whole timeline. She's incredible. And it was really interesting. And not to hate on Arielle and say she's an awful person, but just to, she's kind of the face of like privilege in right. Corona right now. Yeah. And I mean, Corona has also brought forth another topic, which is why certain people are able to get the test and others aren't. So... Ariel being this face of privilege, this woman who was able to get the test and flee to the Hamptons has raised a lot of questions, you know? Why was she able where so many people are struggling to even get tested? I know. It's, it's, I get so many messages. I'm very like, just open. I, I post some Corona news from New York and, mm -hmm. and how I'm feeling about it. And I get so many messages from Nur even a fucking, you know, I'll give you the most extreme example of like a, a, a healthcare worker who's been exposed to Corona positive patients and are ill and can't fucking get the test. So that's where like, whoa, yeah. that's a huge disconnect. Um, so, so right. That brings up the, the testing thing, but then the, I mean, also traveling when, you know, if you were diagnosed with this, you have that and you are bringing it to another area, you know, what she should have been doing right. is quarantining and then she's jeopardizing the health of her nannies. And I don't know. I mean, I do think that Sophie Ross did a great, great deep dive. And it was like a moment where I was like, this is exactly what Twitter threads were designed for. Just mm -hmm. like, hit after hit, date after date, I felt like I was reading like a police blotter <laughs> of all of these things. But yeah, I mean, prior to this, what did we know Ariel Charnas for? Instagram, something Navy, Nordstrom carrying it. 
And now Nordstrom, Nordstrom has stopped. Nordstrom's like, <laughs> they're like, Nordstrom, get us out of here. Someone said something, I guess, in uh, underneath, commented on our, one of Ariel's photos where she was apologizing because now she's apologized and try to explain her side of the story because she has been getting trashed right now. So Nordstrom mm-hmm. literally was like, our partnership ended and like, we don't see anything happening in the foreseeable ever. <laughs> It's like, okay, shake your hands clean of her. But I I mean, listen, her apology Ugh. where she was like wiping a non-existent tear is like kind of funny and easy to make fun of. And also, I don't know. I mean, you read Sophie Ross's deep dive, but mm-hmm. her husband writing to uh, to someone that Cornell was his safety school. Her husband isn't helping her like PR right now, right. I think. Right. And I mean, I think coronavirus is really kind of showing us who people really are, you know? Mm. It's easy to act properly when everything is going well, but when you are faced with a global pandemic, how you react is very important. And what you Mm. do with your 1.3 million person following is extra, extra important. Like just yesterday on page six, we had this story, these photographs of Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez leaving a gym in Miami. And I love JLo. She's incredible. She's a Bronx girl. I love that. You know, I'm from New York. But seeing her open a door, which so clearly had a sign that said, gym is closed, stay home, stay healthy. It just really made me question why I'm a fan because she's not listening and she's not being responsible. And also question, like, don't you have equipment at your giant mansion, like on the water? Like what was so urgent for you? And you're engaged to a man who played 22 seasons of professional baseball. And you mean to tell me you can't do a sit up in your house? Come on. I remember at the very beginning of this, uh, one of my followers asked me, like, remember how everyone was kind of misusing the terminology between like mm-hmm. I- isolating, quarantining, whatever. And someone was like, is that pissing you off? And I was like, no, because this is like a new thing mm-hmm. and people don't know and don't know how to act. And then f- flash forward two days later, I'm like, you're not quarantined. <laughs> I'm like, I got pissed like a day later. Um, just because, you know, it became an excuse for celebrities to post naked pictures in the in the cooking uh, and being like hashtag quarantine. And like that just felt so gross to me mm-hmm. that, you know, quarantine run, quarantine walk. It was just like sickening, like stop. I'm all about escapism. I'm all about let's take a moment. Let's not think about it. Let's laugh or let's take a moment. Let's think about it. But it's not the time to like use it for like a clever caption that's not clever it will if it was clever and funny then it's excusable but it's not like it's not cute you know what I mean yeah and I think you're right like we didn't really know what this was going to be like you know I'm coming up on almost a month from working from home oh my god I feel very lucky to be working and being in touch with our audience and our readers but in week one, people were making jokes about quarantinis, like this is the drink you make when you're home. Ha ha ha. And now it's like, I don't even want to joke about it. Everyone's mental health is on the line because they're dealing with so much on a global right. scale. Yeah. And you're right that we're getting to see like the sides of celebrities that maybe we don't like. Like I had to follow unfollow Justin Bieber and not because you <laughs> think of how he's handling it because I can't see the live notifications anymore. And he's going live. <laughs> this is another thing. Like Instagram live has never been used until <laughs> hashtag quarantine. Like what is happening? The feature... I'm- is oh, yes stop popping being, up when I'm looking at other things please and you can't turn it off you can't turn no. it off I tried um I, there is a place where supposedly you can like in settings you can say turn off but it doesn't turn them off in this weird I, way like if you're in the app it's gonna pop up for you the setting is not enough I need to turn these people off for a few days I just like need a break like they should be like okay on Monday Justin Bieber you can post between the hours of two and four on Tuesday Kim Kardashian you have one to three you know what I mean like it's just too much and also Justin did you see that a girl was caught masturbating on his live no OMG Louie I didn't uh couldn't post the whole thing because I don't want to get deleted from Instagram (laughs) but legit I'm gonna DM it to you 
Um, it's insane because legit, he. I don't know how the feature works. I think someone calls in, but sometimes people call in by accident because it's just like a button that if you're watching the live, you can like call in. Whoa. And legit, this girl was on her bed masturbating to his live probably these are real and he's like hello oh my god and she rolls off the bed because it's like her only and he's like hello no you don't understand how freaking crazy that is and um obviously you could see the person's handle who's joined the live but aside from masturbating girl i've you know, accidentally tuned into his lives and just he is bringing on fans, which is really sweet. And they're crying all over the world, getting to, you know, see him face to face. But it's not like interesting content. Do you know what I mean? It's like Justin being like, hey, where are you from? Nicaragua? Cool. I think I was there once. Bye. Peace and love. God bless. It's like that's not fun for the rest of us. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. These truly, truly are unprecedented times. (laughs) That's all I can say about everything. (laughs) I know about these TikToks. I mean, TikTok was getting big before, but, you know, hashtag quarantine has definitely caused a boom in people that are signing up that are like, what am I going to do now that I'm home? Duh, like dance to TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. And like, by the way, I could never open a TikTok because I talk so much shit about it. Um, What are your thoughts on on adults dancing to things? Well, I do think for a lot of these people, it's a way to keep their children entertained. So that I kind of get. But for me, it's like a cry for help. Like people just getting a TikTok. Everyone's become an influencer. Everybody wants to be like, today I made toast. Here's my recipe. And it's just like... (laughs) I I get it. I get it. You think you need an audience because you have no one else to see or talk to, but like, please, let's maintain some level of decorum. That's what I've always said. Like for kids, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think seeing adults on it is weird for me, especially like by themselves, because you have to set up the camera. You have to go back. Like, first of all, I could never do that because I need to know what I look like. You know, I can't like do this whole dance and flail around and then like, you know, hope that it was a good angle. Like, no, that's not going to work for me. I'm learning so much from it, though. I'm like, okay, rhythm is apparently a (laughs) gift that was not bestowed to everyone. That's the thing. If you are an amazing dancer, then fine. But listen, Hannah Ann, you are not. Listen, um, Maddie, you know, fucking Maddie from The Bachelor, you are not. And we don't want to see your dad in a TikTok with you. It's like, you know, being just good looking and that used to be enough. Now you have to know how to dance. You have to have a recipe. You need a sourdough starter. It's like too much in quarantine. Like, just be yourself. Go on the internet. Just, like, take some good selfies, some fire selfies. That's all we need. And the thing about TikTok is, like, I'm not on TikTok, but the celebs are posting the TikToks to Instagram. So you're forced upon them. (sighs) I don't know. So (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) I did want to talk about another uh, celeb going live every day, which is Miley Cyrus. Have you Mm -hmm. tuned into her Bright Mind I have seen some of it. I mean, Miley has all the access. You know, maybe Miley could be Oprah in the new world. I don't know. But her Rolodex is pretty good. She's getting some big names on there. I know. And like in a minute, it had like a logo. And in a minute, there was like a set. And like in a minute, she put on a bra for the first time in like three years. I was like, okay. I again tried to tune into that. But I think the 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 lives are just not uh, a medium that I enjoy. Like, I don't really enjoy seeing two people talk and me watching them talk, I guess, if it's not like, I don't know. I appreciate, I mean, I'm an editor, like in my heart. Mm -hmm. I appreciate a well-edited product that's giving you the highlight reel, the best. I'm not here. You're a celebrity. Everything I've seen from you has been highly edited and polished. I don't want to hear you say, um, 25 times between your (laughs) few thoughts. No way. So I know you're not a huge Bachelor uh, person, but I'm sure you've heard of hashtag quarantine crew. Bachelor Nation, say what? Oh, my God. No way. Oh, 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 my God. I have. And <laughs> I, I, you know what? Amanda, I'll tell you. I'm like at the point where I'm like, oh, my God, wait, there's a Bachelor show where people are trying to get record deals and fall in love. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> 
Listen, I just saw the commercial for it. And at the beginning, I didn't know if it was like a parody or That's for real That's exactly <laughs> how I felt. I was like, but oh my God, we're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've, this is going to be my my thing this year was I was like, I'm going to get really into The Bachelor because everyone loves it. And I only know about what we cover, but I need to really watch it. Like it could be great for ideas. And now I'm like all the time in the world for The Bachelor. Be Hannah Listen, Brown. This is- I have to Tyler. tell you, like, from a professional to a professional in the celebrity world, um, I think more than ever today, like, Bachelor world isn't separate from celebrities mm. like it used no, to be. No, it's not, yeah. It used to be, like, if you're, uh, if you were on The Bachelor, maybe you're, like, a D-list, may- you could hang out with other Bachelor people. But today, like, first of all, most celebrities watch and love The Bachelor. Most celebrities know these people, follow them, like are into them. You know, they asked Jennifer Aniston on a red carpet about Peter Weber and Hannah Brown, and she had something to say. Like Charlize Theron took a picture um, next to Peter's um, ad for The Bachelor. It's like all intertwined and nevertheless are also hanging out with celebrities. I mean, Selena Gomez loved Maddie for being like uh, into God, and they hung out a second after the show. It's all freaking intertwined so it's your duty okay maggie it's a hundred percent my duty and i i will confess that i did watch a little bachelor in paradise oh that's a fucking shit show i love it yeah i love it but these people are you know taking over social media so the quarantine crew Mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden one day we see hannah brown landing in whatever florida tyler picking her up (laughs) and they're shacking up for the next two weeks and it came out of nowhere listen good looking people love an opportunity these two were like look at you look at me we could be in love maybe we're not we have these good looking friends let's make some tiktok content (laughs) in this like house that isn't neat i don't know that bothered me i was like don't you want to be in your own bed and like in clean sheets that is so funny that you say that because when i was watching those videos i was like we have all the time in the world. No one wants to tidy up. Come on. You know how many people are seeing this? Like, maybe that's just me, a very neat person. But I was like, stacks of paper? This is going to be gray gardens if we keep letting this carry on. That's the thing. It's like, but then I forget that Hannah's 24, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I forget that these people are young and kind of fratty, you know? And, mm-hmm. but Hannah kind of surpassed that for me already because she got all this clout because she was like dancing with the stars and mm. she almost felt like a real celebrity for a second. She like Demi Lovato loves her. She's like, you know, tagged in something by Cara Delevingne. She was like in the world. And I feel like she took some clout steps back by hanging out with Matt James. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it was her agent who told her to go home with her family. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And also, where are these people like hopping on planes and like crossing state I lines? Know. Like, yeah, that's an, like I, I was like, wait, you just got home. Like, how did you get home? Mm. Um, listen, a lot of people, I'm sure, loved seeing Tyler and Hannah together doing TikToks. Mm. But then again, she was TikToking with his brother shortlist i mean he was shortlist TikToking with mad james so i don't think we know what their the status of their relationship is right now yeah i mean they're being smart by teasing us during mm. this time we're all a captive audience yeah staying relevant peter weber mm-hmm. the bachelor you know our latest bachelor has been getting a lot of like shit uh, for his season, obviously, mm-hmm. and the way it ended and the way that it was. And it seems now that he's quarantining with Kelly, the lawyer from his season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of been confirmed because she's like in his TikToks. I that's the reference we got, people. Okay, <sighs> she's in his fucking TikToks, <sighs> and so, the new world is crazy. The new world is crazy. <laughs> what's crazier like this virus or t- I don't know it's like just like the minute I say TikTok I, I have the vision in my head of like I just flip a switch and like they change the I clothes know. like I know the songs and I'm not even on it you know Vine is so mad because this would have been Vine if this had happened a few years ago mm. so but Vine shut down yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy but the way they're Vine uh, celebrities there's gonna be there are already I think mm-hmm. I saw somewhere I don't remember where but someone's like title was like tiktok celeb or tiktok uh 
I don't know. It's crazy. When but the yeah, Batgirl can't... comes back, that will be someone's title. It'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Megan, 21, TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping since Claire, who's 38 or 39, I don't know, going to be the new Bachelorette, I hope it's going to be like Aaron, 41, real estate mogul. Like, I really, that's what I'm yearning for in the new Bachelorette. I mean, yeah, but now it's going to be like... Jimmy, 43, unemployed thanks to coronavirus, <laughs> waiting for his $1,200 stimulus check. No one's going to have a job after this. Oh, my God. That's true. That's sad. Peter Weber and Kelly being back mm-hmm. together or hanging out. or da- And also, like, who wants to quarantine with someone they're, like, dating? Like, I don't know. Like, it's a it's a pretty heavy thing to quarantine with someone for a period yes. of you don't know how long and like you don't know each other that well. It just seems kind of crazy. I've never been happier in my life to be single right now and <laughs> quarantining alone. It is the thrill of my life. All my weird single girl behavior is going on. No one to judge. I ate Oreos today for lunch and I'm like, this is <laughs> amazing. But at the same time, it's like, I'm sure there are people, it's 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 harder also, right? To quarantine yeah. alone. I mean, I'm lucky that I have a lot of really good friends and I live near a park so I can kind of get my daily outside time in and I'm yeah. FaceTiming and Zooming all the time and that's been great. I mean, it has its moments where I'm like, wow, you are really thugging it out solo here. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> wow, you thought you were strong? Here we go. You thought 2019 was bad? Whew. Oh my God. Look at us now. Exactly. Look at us freaking now. Yeah. As long as like people are healthy and washing their hands, staying inside, doing what's asked of them, I am fine to just spend my time solo inside. Good point. We're going to move on from The Bachelor, I swear. The last thing I want to say about TikTok and Bachelor people are that Tyler C. had the nerve to tweet that Peter needs to get off TikTok because Peter is quarantining with Kelly and with this other guy from The Bachelor, Dustin. He literally tweeted Tyler C. with his chutzpah. He was like, Dustin, take Peter's phone and like delete TikTok because Peter started posting TikToks and yeah, they're cringy. But like, Tyler, what do you think you are, Patrick Swayze? Like, no. (laughs) I can't wait for the Oscars where they're like, and the nominees for best TikTok quarantine are Tyler Swayze. And then Peter is challenging him to like a TikTok off. And then Peter... Uh, posted this like post about him reading like response like comments about his TikToks and other things and like laughing and being like <laughs> this person said I should you know go die he's trying to show that he's like chill about it but he's mm. getting a lot of heat but then again he has 2.1 million followers so it's like I don't really get sometimes the like you know how many are hate follows how many are I don't mm. know I just I just I don't know I I believe in following someone and enjoying their content and, you know, wanting more of it. And if people are following him to just, like, talk shit about him behind his back, you guys. Don't (laughs) comment and train on his thing. Like, have a little manners. I know. I mean, what are the trolls doing now? Are they kicking it up a notch? Are they taking a step back? What is the troll? Oh, no, no. The trolls are on full force. No. The trolls are angrier than ever now, babe. I can tell you from... Uh, personal experience that I don't have a lot of, thank God, because I my soul wouldn't handle it well. But I've definitely seen some creep out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa, like, this isn't like, not the place, woman. Yeah. Um, so and then realized I was like, wow, this is a, you know, a tough time. And some people's aggressions are really coming out. So I would say the trolls yeah. are out to play. Yeah, yeah. Gotta keep my eyes open for the trolling in the comments. Did you see that Demi Lovato walked in on her new boyfriend in the middle of his Instagram live? Yes. Yes. Last Sunday, I believe we did that. Yeah. And it's Max Enrich. He's an actor. I don't know of him. Um, But yeah, their relationship was kind of confirmed by her being like, oh my God, you're in the middle of a live? (laughs) Why? Like, why are you in the middle of a live? Um, So good luck to Demi on that. Did you watch Vanderpump Rules this week? 
Yes, I did. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. So much to unpack. Well, let's do it then. Okay. So obviously, Vanderpump Rules is filmed way before when it airs. So we all know that Stassi and Bo have gotten engaged and they were planning to get married in Italy. Oh, That wedding is still apparently on for the fall, but we'll see what happens. But I cannot watch them on screen without thinking about this. They're not even engaged in this season. And I keep Mm. thinking about like the present day. But anyway. Really? Yeah. I Especially I think it's going to come up that she's like more pressing on an engagement. So we're going to probably see that he was coerced. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But we're going to probably see the pressure was on. It wasn't just like, oh my God, this diamond came out of nowhere in the cemetery (laughs) or wherever he proposed. (laughs) But a lot of women do that and no judgment um, on those who, who force people to marry them, you know? Yes. Okay. So where should we begin? There's, well, listen. It's a prank war is the theme. <laughs> Which, like, fucking ta- Bravo, I love you, but what the fuck is that timing with the TPing of the house? Like, n- you should have cut that out. It felt very stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, this man <laughs> is turning 40. Like, are these what we're doing for kicks now? They all own million-dollar houses. Toilet paper? Uh. It kind of triggered the feeling inside that I have that I'm trying to fight because I do love Vanderpump. It's like my Bravo baby. Mm-hmm. That's like VPR kind of ain't happening so much lately, you know, like, so they have yeah. to do these manufactured storylines that are very Kardashians, you know, a few seasons ago, like let's TP the house. And I mean, I would react the same way as Jax. I'd be like, that's so annoying. I have to clean it. Like, it's so annoying. Plus now with like toilet paper, you can't get any and it's like all over their house. Uh. And it just didn't, it didn't even pan out. Like, I feel like they wanted maybe more drama Jax to get more. I don't know what they wanted to happen, but it was just a lame all around thing. And at the end, it came back with Jack's pranking uh, Tom back with the help of Randall, which I have some insights, Coop. So Jack's wanted to prank back Sandoval. And Randall had this great idea of this mega prank that's with uh, getting ar- arrested, like mm-hmm. that whole have like actor cops. Now, I know that these weren't actor cops, these were real <gasps> cops. Really? Right. That is one great of the. Scoop. One of the VPR cast members told me this, and this is why, uh, like, let's say Katie, I think, freaked out so much. And also, as a viewer, I was wondering it before I knew because I was like, how do actor cops get a fake cop car? You know, because mm-hmm. they put him in a cop car. Yeah. So I was like, that would be a long way, like, to of an effort to get a cop car. And they really didn't look like face po- fake police, like stripper outfits. They looked like legit. So I guess Randall had like cop friends and called in a favor. So those were real guns and like real everything. The other thing that really killed me about that scene when the police are walking in is that there's no furniture in that house. And then they all like <laughs> kind of peek around the corner, like what is happening? There's not a rug. There's no furniture. You would have heard that cop's voice the second he said, hello. Like, can I take you outside? Because mm-hmm. there's nothing to soften the sound. Just like right. a little acoustics lesson. The fact <laughs> that they were looking around, it's like, guys, there's there's not even a rug in this room. You can see them. <laughs> right. And that's and I also was really looking at Sandoval's face and I could see a little smirkaroo brewing. Like mm, and I wrote about it. A smirkaroo. It was like he was trying to be like, I'm an actor. I can leave this drink face as if I don't know. But there was a little smirk where you could tell that he knew that it was a, a prank or wasn't real. Or, um, And I also put that up and a VPR cast member told me that he caught on to it pretty quick. Ooh. So I don't know if they knew before, but it was all it's beginning to feel a little tired like and that yes. producers are needed more because I mean think about how spoiled VPR producers were before like oh my god seven people are gonna cheat on seven people <laughs> in this episode <laughs> I know now it really does feel forced even the scene where Sheena is filming with oh my god oh. It's, it's not Max it's the other one I was going to say it legit doesn't matter, though, Maggie. I, like, I cannot tell this to apart. It's Max and the other guy. They both have dark hair. Oh my God, I do that all the time. They both have... It's Max Brett. It's Brett Max. Brett. Okay. 
Yeah. So they're having this conversation and he calls her middle-aged. I'm like, does this man even know the word middle-aged? Did they like plant this? First of all, I looked it up and it's like 45. Yeah. And I'm like, how dare you disrespect the former Sheena Shea who gave us <laughs> as good as gold and amazing storylines and a crop top wedding dress. She has done so much for this franchise. Are you kidding yeah. me? But also for real, like... Say thank you that she's coming to your stupid YouTube thing. Like, you're a new bartender at Sir. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. And um, him saying, what did he say? First of all, shook that he has, like, whatever amount of subscribers he has. 550,000, right? Is that that is a lot for, like, a, that is a lot. But I think he dated this YouTube beauty person that's really oh. famous, Carly something and okay. i think that's why he got youtube uh fame as well um but and the other conversation i really hated with sheena and him was i don't know if you noticed but their conversation where he's like yeah and like you're the type of girl that i just want to come to and tell uh you know that i hooked up with another girl and then they chopped to her being like you're a great guy like anyone would want to be with you. And then he's like, yeah, but we're just friends. And she's like, we'll see. It was edited so poorly. And so to make Sheena seem boy crazy and, and desperado that it's like, okay, when she said Rob 17,000 times an episode, like that was for real. So yeah, they, them doing that montage was funny. She did say it so many times, but I feel like with this, they're trying to, like you said, like make something happen. Mm -hmm. We're like, She's not obsessed with Brett. Like, she may have gotten her feelings hurt that he, like, someone doesn't want to hook up with her, but. And she bought him an Apple Watch for Thanksgiving. <laughs> the greatest I mean, sign of love, a Thanksgiving yeah. gift. <laughs> but editing her like that, well, good for Sheena because, listen, this bitch knows how to take heat and, like, she never cared. It never looked, she's, she gets so much bad editing and, like, comments from people and that and she takes it in stride it really feels like she doesn't care but yeah I feel like she's in on the joke which is what I really like about her that she's just like I'm ridiculous I used to be ridiculous and I don't do that anymore haha <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge and I'm just like okay she's in on it she knows that she has to cement her place in the Vanderpump universe mm, that's true that's that's a good point and now she has a boyfriend mm -hmm. and uh and hopefully, I mean, they won't really be able to use the same kind of old trick for next season. But what right. do you think about the new people? Is anyone, I mean, I get uh, Brett Max, since you confuse them, we don't I care. just feel like they're so the same. Like, I know. So much about them is the same. Okay, so who have we got? We've got... We got the girls. We got Dana. Yes. yes. So Dana is like the funny blonde? No. Right. She's like the stand-up comic that yes. had a thing with um uh uh with Max. Oh my God. Now you're making me confuse with them. Max. With no. Max. And then the whole thing where they saw him with this other girl and then yes. but she thought it was at a fancy pizza place, but it was at a regular <laughs> pizza place. So when she found out it was a regular pizza place and not a fancy pizza place, she was like, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a fancy pizza place. And then he was like, I just can't forgive you. Like I don't like you anymore because you thought that. Like, so ridiculous and yes. so stupid that I legit, like, cannot, but also do not care. Like, you can't give me two new people and show me, like, that they're together and have me care. Like, have Dana date, you know, Schwartz and break up yes, Katie's marriage, exactly. God forbid, and then I'll care. You can't show me two new people that aren't that interesting anyway and want me to care about their relationship, non-relationship. But they've done the thing that worked for us in the early seasons of Vanderpump, which was like, everyone has a terrible apartment with a strange colored sectional <laughs> because all those conversations with Max are just like looking at each other deep in the cushions of this like beige but not beige sectional. And it's like, oh, so you are a stand-up cop you can't have a nice couch. I get it. Right. And that was, that's a really good point because that was the draw with Vanderpump. It's like, A, when it started, they were actually broke. They were actually yeah. living in rent-stabilized apartments that cost, you know, $1,500 uh, divided by two. They actually um, were really good friends. They were actually working at Sir. Mm -hmm. They were actually fucking each other, literally and figuratively. Um, so the question is, can Vanderpump continue with the OGs 
even though they're uh, financially stable, living in houses, not working at Sir, um, not friends with the new people. It's just like, I don't know if I can see a big future. I don't know if I can see Lisa Vanderpump becoming an equestrian alongside her bartender, Ariana. I just feel like it's too much of a stretch. Like if Ariana can afford to be horseback riding, she's doing well for herself, you know? Congrats to her. But it's I have a hard time believing you're just a bartender. I know. And she's like, I just want to pick up some shifts, you know? Even though I do love Ariana, I think Even her storyline... Like, it's like, she doesn't need to pick up shifts. She has like a book that she's selling. I know. That was... That's actually like a hard sell. That was actually a hard sell. I did want to talk about Lala and uh, what, so she got a lot of heat because she was, I mean, she throws me, uh, you know, because there'll be an episode and I'll be like, oh, I love Lala. She's so real. Like, you know that. And then I'll be so pretty and like, I like her. And then an episode where, you know, I remember when Ariana told her about, uh, you know, her depression and she started crying. She's like, why didn't you tell me? I felt so bad for mm-hmm. Ariana. But I was also like, wow, Lala's crying. She must care. Right. And then, you know, I understood that they're not really friends in real life. And Lala hasn't really reached out to her to help her. And so that kind of was like, wait, is Lala actually a good actress? And then mm-hmm. Lala's showing her caring for James's sobriety and meets up with Raquel and this whole shit, but she's actually so condescending to Raquel and proceeds to like bring up that old rumor, which like, we don't know if if it's true or not that James and Logan had sex and whatever. And I think if James and Logan having sex is real, it would mean that James also cheated on Raquel. Like there are two things here. It's not only, Oh, let me find out my boyfriend's also into guys but he also cheated on me. So for Lala to bring that up uh, last episode, uh, the way she did it, if you remember, was so like on purpose. You know what I mean? It was like, it didn't need to be in the conversation. They were talking about something else. And she was just like, you know, like it's, he protected James and didn't tell everyone that they slept together. And then it was like, why would you do that to hurt Raquel? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lala is kind of showing a lot of sides of herself. I think now that alcohol and substances have been removed from her life, we're seeing all of the emotions she's going through in a different way. Like, think back to the beginning of the season when she was talking to Carter, Kristen Dowdy's ex-boyfriend or right. boyfriend. I don't know. That felt like she was trying to be like a wise old owl. And then when you see her fighting with Raquel, it's like, oh, you're being catty or, you know, you're telling Stassi, like, stay out of it, stay in your bubble. And even Stassi looks like, I don't know what to do with this information. You know, you don't know what you're going to get with her. But this is what, I mean, connect those two things, Mm -hmm. Maggie, because I just have. (laughs) We see her. So I'm ahead of you. Bye. Taking your job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We see her intervening with uh, Kristen and Carter's relationship, which like, she's not even fucking friends with Kristen. And Kristen was, I remember that episode, Kristen was like, why are you, you're not that close. And then her intervening with James's sobriety and James's relationship with Raquel, where they're not even friends anymore. And Mm -hmm. that brought me to the conclusion that Lala, who doesn't share her own personal life, just fucking throws herself in other people's business Mm. and tries to make and then then she like kind of produces her own show within someone else's business do you get what i'm saying like if you think about it she's not bringing her own shit she's not talking about her own relationship on the outside it's all freaking perfect she got this rich guy Mm -hmm. uh you know she's living in a mansion she's all set and she's sober she's doing so great but here she is having no storylines of her own Mm -hmm. and legit just throwing herself in other people's drama and in a gross way, not in a like, let me try to like be in this, I'll like be helpful. But in a way that's like, who are you to talk to Carter? He doesn't know you. Like, who are (laughs) you to, 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 to tell James to be sober? Like you haven't been friends in three years. Mm -hmm. So that's my fun, like my take on Lala lately. And I think, yeah, she wants to be on the show, obviously, but she doesn't want to share her personal life for some reason. 
So she's throwing herself in other people's drama. Mm. Lala, she could just be using this for like her sizzle reel for acting jobs. <laughs> and, and you know what? It'd be good because she cried for James' sobriety a second before she flipped. But I don't know. Her apology also to Raquel was kind of like iffy on Instagram. And then she was continuing to get shit because I think it was sort of like a consensus that she was not cool. Like, I don't think anyone was like Team Lala being an asshole for no reason. Like people, everyone was like, that's not so great. And then she wrote this thing being like, I never cared what people think of me. Like, and I'll continue not to care. We know. We can tell by your behavior. You don't need to tell us. So, um, so yeah. So where do you where do you see VPR going? Like, do you see it becoming just new people that actually work at Sir, but they're not actually like the OGs because they're not friends and they're not they don't go way back and it's not for reals and it's not as pure as it was. Do you see the OGs like fucking having babies and like I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, actually, I've been thinking a lot about Lisa Vanderpump and how she opened, I think it's called Vanderpump Garden in Las Vegas. And I Mm -hmm. think the way to save this show is to, you know, bow out gracefully for for our classic Vanderpump in the next maybe two seasons, two to three, and kick things back up in Las Vegas with a brand new crew because, you know, in Vegas, the rules are totally different. And you're going to get a lot mm. of different personalities. Maybe people aren't trying to be actors. Maybe they're in another line of work. Maybe there's some hotshot gamblers you could get on the cast <laughs> and go that way. Just give us a different taste of the same formula. Mm. I could see that actually happening. I don't think that's yeah. a, I feel like that might actually happen, but I, you know, would feel bad for the OGs who, aside from Stasi, like no one's really like done yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I'm not like trying to they... watch Vanderpump dogs. Like, let me tell you, I don't need to see a place about a dog rescue. We do not. Um, I do want to talk to you also about the Kardashians. Jealous. Stop. That's it. We're done. There were two episodes in the new season. Yes. Um, are you team Courtney or are you team Chloe and Kim? Ugh. Okay. So... When I first started watching the Kardashians, the first episode of this season, I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to be into it. Like, there's so much going on in the world. I'm so stressed out. And then I was like, this petty drama between rich sisters is exactly what I need to calm my nerves. By the time I watched the second episode, I slept like a baby that night. Courtney's monotone voice like lulled me to sleep. It was like a white noise machine. It was perfect. Boundaries. Boundaries. I have never needed them more. Like they're going to Armenia. They've been there. We've seen this. You know, there's tension between them. We've seen this. But for me, it was like a glass of warm milk. It was exactly what I needed. It, they actually surprised me because I didn't watch the season premiere on the same night and people were like, how aren't you watching it? And I was like, okay, like I can watch Courtney eat a salad and call it a poosh meeting tomorrow. Like, <laughs> let's not like pretend like I'm going to miss some earth shattering, you know, drama that I need to catch live. But but listen, it was it was crazy. They fucking fought like Bad Girls Club, her yes. and Kim. They drew, um, they drew blood. That they drew blood. Blood. <laughs> they they smeared foundation all across Chloe's walls. And Chloe aggressively <laughs> cleaning. I was like, this is what I would do in this situation. <laughs> Don't know what to do. Let me, let me clean in an oversized men's button down. <laughs> but I'm not, I, I can't take sides with them because I also have a hard time believing any of that is real. You know. I thought I when I saw the promos, I was like, okay, this is not real. But then I believed it because. Um, you know, A, there was blood. They put a little Band-Aid on Kim's back. Don't even forget it. Um, But I think they have so much tension. Like people, you know, that have siblings know this. It's like, of course, it wasn't about Kim saying at that moment what she said. Like, Courtney's so fucking right. full on her for so long that she just wanted to fucking smack the shit out of her. And it <laughs> happened. And sometimes, you know, and sometimes violence is okay. Okay, every No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, this is what um, psychologist Amanda thinks about the situation. This is the mm-hmm. conclusion I got to. And let me know what you think. I think Courtney's hurt 
comes from the fact that her and Chloe used to be Levon and whatever the fuck they used to be. Two peas in a pod. They used to make fun of Kim. Kim used to be the outsider. But Kim is such a strong ass bitch that she never cared. Like it never like she'd be like, yeah, Chloe and Courtney are off like, you know, picking each other up and being obsessed with each other. But it never like seemed to have affected her. Well, I always feel like it was the teams in that family were... Chloe, Courtney, Kim, and Chris. Like, it was like, Chris is like a, a bonus sister, and she was always on Kim's mm. side, and those were the teams True. against each other. But no, True. you're totally right. So, and I think Courtney seeing Chloe, her, like, soul sister, and that's what she also used to call her, becoming Team Kim and being obsessed with Kim and kind of, you know, she even made Kim, like, the godmother, I think, of uh, for True, and she said she connects more to her parenting style, and they kind of bonded, I think, when when Chloe had true and um and I think that's kind of what's happening. I think Courtney's really mourning the loss of her like her favorite sister and her best friend that's like all of a sudden team Kim and like up Kim's ass kind of. And what did you think about Malika and Khadija as like family therapists? I was like, these two are I mean, actually very good at this. A, when did I they need, like I learn how to counsel what, the Kardashians. Like you said, you have a lot of friends, but like, do you have a Malika and Khadija? Because like, that's what I need. I'll like <laughs> toss all my friends to the fucking river right now. Give me a Khadija who will cry yes. over my drama. She over cried. My sister pain. That's not even like, <laughs> like everyone has with their sisters. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I've never had I'm a friend like, wow. cry for me over it. What yeah. the fuck? No, that's what I need friends. in my life. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. I mean, first of all, maybe I don't have friends that cry over my drama because I haven't like provided like a career and like homes and cars <laughs> for my friends. So maybe they don't feel as attached to me. But um, but it, but it was also, I mean, great. But at the same time, I really think they should have talked alone because Kim was there and they were there. And it's like, obviously, cameras were there and a lot of makeup was there. But um, I really wish they had time alone because their their friendship and sisterhood was beautiful. I loved Courtney yes. and Chloe like yes, together. They too. were silly. They were funny. She's like so tall. She's so small. She'd like throw her over her back. It was so cute. And now it's like she is really kind of taking sides. And I think that's where Courtney really like breaks. That like hurts a lot. Um, yes, I do think the the issues here, you nailed it the motherhood thing changed their relationship so, so much because Chloe was always like the cool, fun aunt and there for Courtney for whatever she needed. And now it's like, oh, Chloe has a child and she's relating to Kim more because of that. Right. Yeah, I feel bad. And and as a Courtney stan myself, like it'll suck for me to not see her on, you know, so much part of the show because she did kind of announce on the second episode that she's going to be filming only things she wants to film. And like, I don't care about her going to conferences for clean beauty. Like, that's less (laughs) of like what I, you know, what the content that I need. So it kind of saddens me that she's not. But I feel like those things change all the time. And she might realize, wait, I'm not actually busy. It's also like, yeah, being a mother, we can say it's a job. And I'm not going to even go into that argument. But it's like, what are you so busy with, woman? It's a reality show. Courtney's saying, I don't want to be a celebrity. And like the look that Kim gives her, uh, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, you can't undo this, you know? Right. But didn't it make you feel like the episode with Armenia? Like, no one can compete with the fucking goddess-like robot that is Kim Kardashian. Like, the fact that she doesn't have, like, feelings and can, like... I need to go to Armenia and I need to speak about the genocide and I need to meet with all these people because that's what looks good and that's what the people need. And I need to take these pictures because they want us to come. How does her brain, like she, I feel like she has powers and strength and no one can, like if I go on vacation, I can be, you know, in a nice hotel and still feel like shit and not even want to talk to my own husband. Like people have days, you know, that's why I was understanding of Courtney. But Kim doesn't like and that's kind of where the whole fight started. It's like Kim is like, I'd get on a plane if I had a I was dying. And Mm -hmm. who who can compete with that? Well, I I think that's why they're famous, because Kim Kardashian, when she first started, gave the press 
her time and access and she'd go on red carpets. And even if she didn't have time, she'd say, well, I can just give you one question to make sure she hit all of her outlets. They're as famous as they are because of her professionalism. She knows what her service is. She's entertaining people and she knows she has to deliver. So it's like she's always going to treat work like the priority. That's insane. That's like, you know, that's where, you know, I can make fun of skims and I can make fun of, you know, uh, her Botox. But at the end of the day, like, she is a boss ass bitch. Yeah. I mean, to carry your entire family on your back for as long as she did. That's no small feat. Right. And maybe that's her underlying, you know, beef with Courtney is like, I don't care that you don't work hard. I care that I brought you to where you are in life and like you shit on it. Mm, I mean, she said that before, you know, there have been seasons ago where she said, like, I handed you your career when Courtney was talking about being in the Kim Kardashian superstar game. Like this is painful (laughs) because this is a an issue that they've had for years, you know, for years. if it's hysterical, it's historical, as they say. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm like part of the family. Yeah. No, By you're now. not. No, you're not. You I'm wouldn't like, want Chris Jenner, yeah. you know, <laughs> you wouldn't want Chris Jenner. You know, I this the the last thing I'll say on this episode is like, I love KJ, but I was kind of shocked at how insensitive she was to Kylie and how she was like, Balma, Balma, <laughs> like all she cared about, like your daughter is sick. Like, and I don't know if Kylie was really hospitalized for strep. I don't know if that was like, I don't know her work ethic. I don't know anything, but it just seemed like, wow, like where is the mom side? I see the momager, but I didn't see like the mom side. And Corey Gamble. Corey Gamble, a little sweetheart, saying she had to be a mom. I was like, oh, Corey Gamble is telling you what's up. This is interesting. I wonder how she let that slide in fucking editing. Like, I'd be like, cut it out. Cut it in post. <laughs> Show only the part that I cared about her being sick. Okay. Before we move on to another reality show that aired this week, Real Housewives of New Jersey came back. I do want to take a moment to talk about the most shocking video of the week, which was Camilla um, Cabello and Sean Mendes zombieing down the street. <laughs> what was that? I have a theory about that. Okay, let's go. So I have a theory when you see celebrities walking very slowly or in a certain way, they have, they're aware that paparazzi is there and they're trying to get a shot where they are dead on and they're moving slowly so the paparazzi can get their shot and be on their way. So I don't know and I cannot say if that's what's happening here, but it seems like they were working with photographers so the photographers could get their shot. Wouldn't they then want to look better and like no, wear better No, they're clothing? like, we're quarantined. We're... <laughs> We're the every woman. We're the every man. We're going through they looked, with you. They looked depressed and Camilla looked like she was wearing like a Halloween costume. Like, I don't know where that woman shops, but like, what does she wear? Uh, uh, so many what's in that scenario. <laughs> like, just why? Stay inside. I Do you think their relationship is fake? There's that rumor going on. I mean, that's what people thought at the start. Now I'm just so turned off by it. I can't even pay it that much mind. <laughs> I can't deal with her like singing, with her like tongue flailing all over. It's like they, there's really something off-putting about them, even though I wasn't so much on, on the like, um, you know, the theory that they're dating for publicity. Cause it's like, like you said, it's been a fucking while. Mm-hmm. Senorita fucking did well, you know, yeah. we can put that behind us. So I don't think so, but I also think something weird is going on. Like the, the they're kind of weirdy together. Mm, we'll have to keep an eye out on them. I'll have some I know we have to see how their hashtag quarantine continues. Um, <laughs> so Roni. Yes. Is Roni is back. back. The real, real on the real housewives. Without Queen B, who's fucking doing, you know, the Lord's work right now in this coronavirus shit. She's always doing the Lord's work. I, I know that she has now made the leap to get into television production, but I'm like, should Bethany Frankel actually go into politics? Because she seems to be coming to the rescue quite often. Wait, she's going into television production? Oh, yeah. You haven't read that? She what has like she? a no. producing deal. Yeah. She was at the Emmys and it, everyone was like, why is Bethany here? And they announced that she had some kind of production deal. So she's oh. been working on that end of things. 
Oh, but yeah, no, she's amazing at time of crisis and she's, she delivers. Um, be strong. But w- That's her. Be strong, delivering masks now and just doing amazing, amazing work. But how did you feel from the beginning about her not like when we found out that she's not going to be in the season where you're like, fuck that Roni's gone to shit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Bethany, the queen of the one-liners. I love the way that she yells at people, you know, after watching these shows for years, you could figure out like some women on the show yell and it's totally inaudible and it's just like too over the top, but she yells so clearly. And so with so much conviction that that is what I will miss her just kind of telling people what's up, super direct, super blunt. But I mean, I don't know. Like Luann and the cabaret, I was kind of tired of. And now I feel like that's going to get more airtime. Yeah. I'll, I'll miss Bethany, but I think Leah McSweeney, the new Real Housewife, is going to be a really good addition. Okay. She was the fucking light of this first episode. I was, it was kind of snoozy for me. I don't care about Tinsley and Dorinda's fight, about Tinsley not sharing things. I don't right. really care about, um, what was Dorinda's party even for? It's like at least make up a fake reason to have a party. <laughs> I think it was just to show her new hair. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh my God, your hair, your hair. And I'm like, what is this for? Your I hair mean, is cut an inch. Oh my she, God. She looked great. I don't. But what? She did look great. And Luann is uh, off her parole so she can pretend she's not drinking until probably a few episodes in. Anyway, so... Leah, usually like new people scare me and I'm like, no, why a new person? But she brought it. I was into her and I feel like she was the saving grace of this episode and and maybe will be a really, really good addition to, to this season. Totally. And I feel like she has this young energy that while Tinsley is younger than a lot of the other women, she doesn't have it. Like Leah has this great, fun native New Yorker mm. energy where she's kind of tough and says what's on her mind. And like she clearly wouldn't hang out with these women in her real life. So she just seems to be having a lot of fun with it. I know, but isn't it weird that Tinsley brought her to the show? That she's like Tin So weird. That she's like Tinsley's friend. And you were saying that you know her from like you've written about her in the post. Right. So uh, some years ago, she has a podcast called Improper Etiquette, which she does with Laura Stiles, who is on, I believe, Hot 97. And it's so funny. Um, it's like girls just talking about everything from the news to what's going on in their love lives. They talk to their producers. It's liter- It's hilarious. Like I highly recommend it. And they did an episode where she was talking about being on the dating app Raya. And she talked about messaging with Michael Che and we picked it up and we did a bunch of items on it about like what the exchange was like. There were text messages released. It was a big story. But I do love that they talk about page six on that podcast all the time. So I'm always kind of listening out for them to mention us. So what you're seeing on the show sounds a lot like her on the podcast of just like saying what's on her mind. Oh, so that's good to know that she's real because I did like that she was like, you know, edgy in the sense that she said like vagina and masturbating like five times in like her opening scene. And I was like, okay, nice. I'm into it. Um, But then I was like, wait, is is this like for the show to seem like edgy? So I'm happy that you're saying that this is kind of who she is. And you know that from before. And they mentioned it on the show, but even before that, she has a clothing line called Married to the Mob, which has been streetwear for women. That's been out for a long time now. And she's always kind of had like a really interesting outlook, some cutting edge phrases. She had a whole line called isms, which were just kind of one liners that were really cutting. A lot of them were kind of reminiscent of Jenny Holzer. So like she, what you're seeing on the show, like I get the feeling that she talks like that in her actual life. And she was like a New York City like socialite. Is that why she was also covered on the post? No, I mean, she was someone who started the streetwear brand with money that she won in a lawsuit from the NYPD. Right. So that's why we were covering. But how would that make her? How would that get? So is her clothing line like it's successful? It's a it's a big one. I mean, I would say it's been around since maybe the early 2000s. Mm. You know, I Streetwear was really having a moment then and she had kind of one of the first lines specifically for women in a world that was typically dominated by men. Okay, well, I'm into Leah. 
um, into Leah. And even though she might have been the saving grace of this episode, I do want to say that the upcoming scenes for the rest of the season do look really good. And I hope they weren't as snoozy as the first episode. And um, um, Ramona crying <laughs> at T-Bar did nothing for you. I'm shocked. I think because I've seen like the promos for it and I, because her face yeah. is like not moving. It's just like a weird thing for me. Let's not forget she's like quarantining with Mario. Okay. Oh, let's not. Forget. And also Mario is what a, what a time. <laughs> What a time. Um, I mean, Ramona is such a fucking... I have issues with Ramona because she's like, she's just awful so many times. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get Ramona's redeeming qualities. I need to find them and I haven't yet. But you're really right about Tinsley because she is the young one, but she's even more conservative. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean even more? She's much more conservative <laughs> than, you know, Sonja for example. But anyway, Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. It was such a breath of fresh air in a very interesting time. Do we even, uh, I mean, I was going to say have a good weekend because it's Friday and we're recording, but it's like, do you say that now? Like, what do you have? Just hang in there, bud. Hang in there, bud. (laughs) And New York, uh, uh, page six actually has a podcast. Like I said, I was on it. Uh, If you guys Mm -hmm. want to catch it's, we did an episode of what was it? It was before. It's like pre-apocalypse. We've recorded together. We were near each other. That is crazy. Ugh. Yeah, the Page Six podcast. It's called We Here. You can download it. You know, anywhere you get podcasts, you'll find new episodes three times a week: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, Maggie hosts it with Ian Moore, yeah. my lovely co-host. And you can probably find them both on uh, TikTok. <laughs> If I'm on TikTok, please, someone try to rescue me because, you know, it's no, all gone downhill. No, but that's what I was saying. I told my sister, I was like, if anything ever happens to me, I'm going to open a TikTok and like, that's how you'll know. Like, that will be my signal the to the world because my, mm-hmm. cap- my, exactly. my captors will let me open a TikTok. I'll be like, just a TikTok. <laughs> anyway, Maggie, thank you so much. And stay, you know, hashtag quarantine safe. And hashtag stay home. Hashtag stay home. And uh, till next time, babe. See you. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today. Stay safe, everyone. Stay fucking corona free. Stay home right now. Hashtag quarantine. Hashtag happy quarantine. I love you guys so much. You make my life complete. Now go rate me five fucking stars and love me the way I deserve. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Thanks to Podglomerate for producing the show. Love you guys too. Thank you. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.